Hello and welcome to another edition of Editing Aloud. And today we're a small but perfectly formed panel um, of Carol Payton and Sikonati Manchancha and myself, Peter Bruce. And we're going to talk about um, the, the country as it is today. I mean, we're almost sort of in, the country seems to be in sort of national hysterics. There's a strike, a national strike on. Um, the province of Mpumalanga, uh, not Mpumalanga, Northwest is um, on fire and bits of it. Um, the president cuts sh short a visit to, uh, to London to a Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. Um, Carl Payton, Sukunati, what was it about what happened in Northwest that spooked President Ramaphosa to the extent that he cut short a, a long planned visit? Just imagine you're trying to impress the Queen in London, together with the other heads of state, former colonies, and each moment... He was the only one who got an invitation to see her. Exactly. Uh, you're trying to enjoy tea with, is it called high tea, I'm with the Queen. And, and you keep seeing, uh, your, your officials keep running and whispering into your <laughs> ear. <laughs> now the library's the, gone. Yeah, now someone has been killed. Oh. Now the, the municipal office is, in, is on fire oh. in the capital. Oh. And, and this is where all the platinum comes from. Yeah. What do you do? Drop everything, come back home, and when you arrive you get confronted by reports of this same premier delivering heads of cattle that the people paid for yeah. to some former president somewhere yeah. and the country is literally on fire at least that part of the yeah. country and you have to put it out yet you don't have the water because the political power lies not with you the president lies with the national executive committee of the ANC half of is, them don't want to see you saying you know nothing about politics but anyway <laughs> uh, Carol what is it what, what are his options I mean because if, if the people trying to get Supra Mahumapela out are Cyril's backers they're actually doing him more damage than good at the moment. They're putting it, you know, they're pushing him into a corner where if he can't act, he, he'll look extremely weak and lose, and lose whatever authority he might have won over the past couple of months. Well, I don't think he had any choice but to come back because um, similar to the situation in, in Durban, in, in KwaZulu-Natal, yeah. um, where, where he was also this week where he was confronted by a rebellion um, of people saying, what have you done to, to Jacob Zuma? Um, he can't leave his general secretary to sort this out. And that's who really should be sorting out these sorts of organizational issues. And yet, I don't think he trusts his, his general secretary enough to do that. So this so is Magashule. Yeah. So he has to come himself. So that's, that's the one problem. And then I think the other, the other problem is that um, his grip, Cyril's grip on the organization is, is tenuous and, and he knows it. So even though the, the country has kind of responded really well and, and with great positivity, there, is still, there are still rumblings in the ANC and people looking for opportunities, constantly, tirelessly looking for opportunities to, do what? to, to damage him. To get rid of him. To There's get rid a large of him. enough block of people that don't want him there. So that fight is not over, and he's very aware of that. And I've actually been impressed by the, the energy and the attention that he's actually been paying to these internal problems, much more than I thought, than he, I thought he would. Um, so I think he's doing the right thing in, in being there, being present, confronting the, these, these people, engaging with them. Um, but the, he does have limited options. So he can't walk in and lay down the law 
in, in, in Durban and KZN. He can't walk in and lay down the law in Northwest. Northwest, just by the way, has been held together by a strong man, and it's a highly factionalized and difficult province where mm. people have been killing each other in 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 in, in uh, factional fights yeah. for for many many years. So within the ANC, within the ANC, so those divisions are still there. And as soon as Supra got weaker, those divisions then obviously came to the fore, and those people are still struggling to get in and and take control and get rid of Supra. So that is not a struggle that's going to go away, and he has to be careful about how he handles it. And what would you do? I mean, do you can't, you, as you, Carol says, you can't just walk in there and strong arm a premier out of his, out of his job, just, and simply because there are a whole lot of people running around the streets, uh, throwing stones and lighting fires the morning that he go. Particularly, you can't do so two days after the provincial executive has passed a motion of confidence in him, yeah. said we support the man. Yeah. Uh, what you need to do is take that motion into parliament, where obviously it will all be shown to have been a lie, because inside the provincial executive committee, that's where Supra is strongest, yeah. and, and, and you, you'd have a problem trying to, uh, uh, to, to get rid of him there. But you can't respond to the street abruptly like that as well. Yeah. Uh, you have to have a, a process in place, because it's Supra now, which, which would be great to get rid of. Yeah. But uh, immediately you have that guy in the Eastern Cape, remember those yeah. chairs flying around, mm -hmm. and, and, and you, you, you have all the other provinces. So that is going to be his biggest test. How do you deal with it? Again, you're going to deal with it through the movement, through the party, uh, where you, 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 you have to pull at least enough of that other 50% of yeah. people that doesn't want you on their side by actually nominating one of them as premier. Yeah. And say, oh, Supra's friend, come, yeah. we'll make you the premier. Yeah. Divide that. And, divide, and, and the, divide the faction. Divide that faction yeah. and, and bring a, a good number of them onto your side and, and, and you have it. But it's easier said than done, of course. And what about sort of just due process? I mean, to what extent does the, when the, when the Zonda Commission on State capture finally. Get, when is it? When when does it actually start? <laughs> Do we know? No. Do they even have offices yet? Yeah, I mean this is just crazy. It's taking a long time. But anyway, so it's going to start. Presumably, the Supra Mahamapella will be one of the you know one of the early testifiers. He's a he's a he's a captured premier in the sense that he was part of the Zupta um, uh, conspiracy, uh, as was Ace Magashule. These people are going to be put under some pressure at some stage this year to explain themselves and by you know um, um, uh, the, the, the chief prosecutor in the or the uh, i'm glad you are this optimistic you are saying this year mm -hmm. uh, well, th this commission may only sit towards we, we are now in, in may effectively yeah. we are in may right now yeah. they are busy running around uh, trying to find stuff to do the investigations and and even where is their offices? Let's just start there. So this, this commission may only start, say, call the first witness around September, if we are lucky. And, and the, the processes in the government cannot wait for that. The, processes, the political process certainly cannot wait for that. And then you have the election coming up. You have to start campaigning. Okay. And, and, and you have to start now. So you, you can't wait for Supra to be called and fired by the commission or at least uh, to, to be accused in the, in, in the thing there. There are processes that should happen and they should happen now and you should be responding to the street now.
What is the, and and what it, but what is the what is the process that should happen now? What should happen now? What can the government do? What can Cyril do? In, in the provinces, we know that the ANC does not put up a candidate for the electorate to decide yeah. on. The ANC uh, seconds or nominates the premier. The yeah. ANC has to recall the premier. Okay. So the NEC can do that. The NEC can do that. Will the NEC do that? That's the why, why that's the million the, dollar question. Is there, is there any doubt that the NEC would do that? I think there is doubt. Really? Um, and I don't even know if that would be sufficient for the NEC to recall the Premier because the um, province nominates the Premier. So, uh, and then the NEC confirms the Premier. So I don't, and that is not even in the ANC constitution, mm. or maybe it is in the ANC constitution. There must be. A so, so it's not quite clear what the process is. Mm. Um, and whether the ANC-NEC would, would take that step. But this would be the same um, ANC-NEC that put its hand up uh, to remove Jacob Zuma. Why would it, why would it be reluctant to do it to supermarket? The ANC is absolutely competent. This is its job. However, that candidate, as Carol correctly points out, was nominated by the province. Yeah. You get a, three, a, a, a short list of three people. Yeah. And whoever in the ANC had this bright idea that last week they should uh, in the provincial executive itself uh, pass a vote of confidence in the premier then they bound the NEC because if the province had said look we don't want yeah. this guy NEC please recall him yeah. then that would happen now there's a complication uh, the province has said we've got absolute confidence in the man yeah. and we don't want a secret ballot in parliament yeah and I mean, I think another factor is that um, we've seen that, you know, the, the general sort of approach that Ramaphosa has taken to the political, the politics of the ANC is to be very careful not to split the ANC. That's mm. been his complete guiding um, yeah. principle. Yeah. And, um, and similarly, he does, so he, do, he wouldn't want to split the Northwest. Now, the Northwest is highly fractured, but he wouldn't want to do something which actually gives rise to a, a, a big division. There's not but another I mean, political threat in the Northwest, though, like there might be in the IFP in KwaZulu and where people could go. No, it is certain, but, but just remember that the support, the ANC support for, for, for the, the, the support for the ANC in the last election dropped dramatically. In the last general in, election? In the, mm -hmm. in the Northwest, yeah. dropped dramatically. And it was, it was because mm. of all the corruption and because of all the, the kind of um, internal yeah wranglings of, of the ANC. So I think that's the one thing that Ramaphosa is. So, so he showed a preference for saying, let's wait until the next election and let's do all of these things slowly and let's not split people. But obviously that, that the dynamics in the, north, in the Northwest are such that people are saying, no, we've had enough. We want him out now. But we don't um, know whether those people are in a political majority or not. I mean, it's just, they just, a lot of... We don't know. No. We don't know. We, we, we don't know. We don't know who's in a majority I mean, and who isn't. I, I, was, I was trying to write a column about all of this the other day, and I just gave up because I actually don't understand what's going on half the time anymore. It's the, the party is so opaque, um, and the rules are so, seem to be so opaque, that you never know who is stirring any particular pot at any one time. I mean, you know, if this, if this is pro-Ramaphosa writing going on, they've made life worse for him rather than better. 
It's certainly not pro Ramaphosa. Okay. It's yeah. certainly not pro Ramaphosa. It's, it's just anti-Supra. Anti <laughs> exactly. And I was there, by the way. Yeah. I, I was I was in that town in yeah. Mahiging the evening before the real yeah. explosion uh, happened. Yeah. And and they, they were when I arrived at the University of the Northwest, there were two distinct camps. I was told that there are people. Uh, Supra's house is, has been besieged. There are people trying to to hurt him, to bomb his house. Mm. And then there's another faction uh, at the provincial uh, seat of the government uh, where they were supporting Supra. So you had this the, 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 this collision, and that blew up in, in the in, in the open on Thursday and Friday. It's still going on uh, mm. after Cyril went. So let's let's wait and see how it will happen, how it will be resolved. But uh, it's it's not going to to be another three days or, or a week. Yeah. He's got a process uh, ahead of him because that is the Nkosazana Lamini faction, the Jacob Zuma faction that you deal with when you deal with Supra. Yeah. As, uh, just as much as he, th that problem is trying to hold together in KwaZulu Natal, you, you have that, th that narrow margin mm. uh, that, that uh, unlike in 2007 when people and, and, and the EFF people when they walked away, this faction has stayed in inside, and that is what is making uh, things difficult. Mm. And well, they're desperate. I mean, they have th there's a lot at stake for them. Yeah. So we'll um, come back after this break and talk more about this. Welcome back. Uh, I've been told to move away from Sol Ramaphosa and his future and his troubles and all of that. We're going to talk about something else that's probably on his mind as well. Um, South African Airways is looking for another 5 billion rand to, um, and this is a temporary stay presumably, this is to pay sort of short-term <laughs> short bills and debt. Um, in, in a way, you can almost understand why they keep, it, why they keep giving it the money. It's not, it's not to... Not to really keep it in business, but I mean, there are so many jobs at stake in the airline and downstream that if they shut it down, I mean, it would be catastrophic. Catastrophic for who? The people who lose their jobs. And should those jobs exist in the first place? Well, you know, one can you can you can you can say that now, but when it's your job, yeah, Definitely. you know, it's not your fault that the airline's in trouble. It's the management. It's the politicians. It's all the idiots that have been pumping money into this airline for, and it's not, it's not you, it's not the pilot, it's not the air hostess, it's not the technician. Let's isolate this one thing, the jobs inside the organization and downstream. There's mm. absolutely nothing to be lost downstream if SAA is gone. Let's start there. Well, that, yes, that's not, that's, not in, that's not strictly true. There'd be less work to do at OR Tamba. There'd be less work to do at all the airports. Let me, allow me to correct you. I will. <laughs> SAA flies everywhere every other airline does. Yeah. So it's not like it's opened this really necessary route that nobody will fly. Granted. Yeah. The evidence of that, when SAA stopped flying between Cape Town and London mm. three years ago, mm. that market is now 27% higher. Mm. People are arriving in Cape Town from other countries and they don't fly SAA. Mm. The, the, the flights got cheaper and the market got bigger. But the jobs that's go to British Airways. That, that, that's the depressing part about, uh, about yeah. uh, the existence of SAA. Yeah. Now, everywhere South African Airways is flying is losing money. There's someone doing it better. 
flying between Johannesburg and all those destinations. Mm. Then let's come to SAA, the jobs itself. SAA employs some 11,000 people. Mm. It should only be employing 5,000 people. Yeah. Those are the jobs to be lost because they should yeah. not be there. It employs more people than Lufthansa, I'm told. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And how much money does it make? Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Since the financial year 2007, this, is, uh, this I have done. Yeah. SAA has generated revenue between 2007 and 2017. The financial year ended much there. Revenue of 266 billion rand yeah. over the 10 years. Mm. It has made a net loss in those years of 18 billion rand, mm. 18.1 billion rand. Now, how does that happen? Is that all corruption? Is it the wrong planes? What is it? That's corruption. That's the wrong planes, yeah. the wrong management. Yeah. And indeed, SAA is serving as, a, as just a free uh, uh, transportation for people that work in government and their officials. Yeah. But that's not the biggest part. Mm. The biggest part is, should SAA even be doing what it is doing? The answer is a clear no. Mm. There's, there's then something called air shafts, which is draining sense. How many times have you uh, climbed onto, uh, onto SAA and been offered that dry, uh, uh, that dry sandwich that you, you don't even eat? In a box. Yeah, in yeah. a box. Yeah. Like hard and dry and cold. And then uh, take the returning flight on British Airways yeah. and you want to sit and eat. Yeah. Just as a start. No, I, 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 I get it, you know, and I get the argument for we don't need a national carrier and all that. But the fact is that still, you shut it down, you will lose 11,000 jobs overnight, and you'll lose a lot of skills. I mean, the pilots in SAA are some of the best in the world. They'll go. Uh, nobody's going to start another airline in South Africa to cover for SAA. British Airways might put, or Comair might put a few more old 737s on the route between Cape Town and, and Johannesburg. But it'll get tighter, it'll get more expensive. And we just need to realize that that is, is it a cheaper now? Huh? Well, I, you know, we won't, we won't know. I've just given you the figures. 18.1 billion rand mm. in net losses. Sure. Let me add to your problems. Yeah. Over the past 24 years alone, South Africa, yeah. you and I have donated 55 billion I'm not, I'm not in cash bailouts. I'm not arguing in defense of South Africa always existing. I started making this argument long before you did. Sure. But <laughs> I've just paid now this morning. I've so just paid now this morning to SAF Air, cheapest flights in the country, right? Yes. One-way ticket for my son from Cape Town to Joburg on next Wednesday is 2,000 Rand. That's not a cheap flight. That's an expensive flight. Peter, you know, and if and if there's less competition, that SAF Air is going to go to three thousand rand for a one-way ticket. Over the past fifteen years in South Africa, we have lost eleven airlines. Yeah, no, no. Look we have lost them only because of that two hundred and sixty-six billion rand that's been wasted by South African yeah. Airways, the fifty-five billion rand that I've just spoken about, the bailouts, the the eighteen billion rands in losses. How much is that? This yeah. this SAA is there, has got. It's unfair competition. Mm. Uh, should poor it's people yeah. should poor people no, be subsidizing no, your son no. who can obviously afford to fly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> should the poor people who don't no. have should the parents of Michael Komape? You cannot make uh, a good, decent argument for SAA continuing to exist. Uh, exactly. Other than that, other than that, you're going to put a lot of people out of work when you close it down. Which you're going to have to close it down. You, you are going to put a lot of people out of work. Yeah. 
and create opportunities for real business people to come run airlines and hire those people. Maybe. Yeah, look, you know, but people, people drift off and they go, to do, they go and do other things. And, yeah, but and it's a it's similar argument, Peter, to, uh, on the ESCOM question. You know? I mean, nobody wants to lose jobs. Yeah. But, I mean, ESCOM has probably got four times the amount of staff that it Absolutely. needs. Yeah. Well, and so um, we all know why it's important to have an efficient ESCOM, because it yeah. affects the entire economy. And the interesting thing, though, is even in our recent memory, both ESCOM and SAA have made profits. When Kaya Ngula left SAA, there was three billion rand in the bank. It got spent. And why, well, by the way, board no, that no, replaced it got him. stolen, not spent. Well, whatever happened, it, you know. But but he had, you know, he had a he didn't have a great reputation as a manager, and he was, you know, messed around by the unions and the incoming board tried to charge him for stealing money, which they never proceeded with. They just left the accusation hanging unfairly, I thought, over his head. Um, it can make money. I mean, he, what he did at SAA, he got in some, it was Seabury, I think the Canadian, uh, um, and they literally, they literally sat in a room and passed every single invoice and they either put it into a yes or a no, you know, whether you claimed expenses for your petrol to get to everywhere or whether you were buying a new airplane, Seabury would decide whether they would pay or not. And they, they, they crunched the costs so dramatically at SAA, which is partly why Nula was, was, was chased out of the company because people couldn't stand the pressure. That, that's the thing. It's possible to do it though. The problem is not SAA. The problem is the shareholder, the government. Yeah. Exactly. That is the problem. It's, it's not that SAA cannot not make money. For the past 84 years that SAA has been trying to make money, Comair has been making money for 76 of those for, for its entire existence, yeah. and it does the same thing. Yeah. The problem is the shareholder, it, it, it is when, when, when the government decides that SAA will be an employment agency rather than an airline operator. That is the problem. The, the problem is when the government decides SAA will be a, 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 a conduit for tenders, uh, we will put the, the worst possible thieves sure. on top uh, so that they can chase away all the people who know what they do. The result is what you get. Yeah. Uh, you and I have paid, I repeat again, over the past 24 years, yeah. 55 billion rand. And in 84 years of SSA's existence, it has not paid a dividend. Yeah the government you know in the last 10 years it has only made profit three times yeah. and those were the years you just spoke about when kayangula was chief executive if you if, if you cut out are there aspects of saa that are profitable domestic routes or international routes i mean what a lot of latin american countries have done is continue to be flag carriers so they have a they have an international airline but not a domestic one um is that is yes that they are they are uh, the, the, the routes into, into the rest of Africa, yeah. where nobody else flies. Yeah. That's where SAA makes its money. And yeah. that was Kayangula's strategy. Yeah. Instead of flying the damn thing for 12 hours to London yeah. with British Airways yeah. and Emirates flying yeah. cheaper next to you, mm. where you don't get customers, yeah. you fly at 40% capacity. Yeah. Fly to Benin, fly to, Ni to, to Lagos, fly to Abuja, yeah. fly uh, to, to Nairobi. That's what SAA that's where it makes money but they've got this idea that they call it's a developmental idea yeah. uh, we will we, we'll fly to argentina we'll fly to argentina where nobody goes yeah. there's no strategic uh, exactly that, that's the problem with saa yeah. when you put shareholders there who demand a return for their money they will do exactly what Siberi did and yeah. kayangula yeah. and decide 
this is where we'll make money and this is where we'll fly. You, you, you shut off the route yeah. where you have competition. You yeah. don't need to be flying there as yeah. SAA. And by the way, the flag carrier, British Airways is a private company. Yeah. It's flying no, that sure. flag and paying royalties to the government. The argument also, though, is, Carol, that we're no longer, a, um, we're no longer a, a good African hub because if you look at the way the world is working, you've got big hubs in, now the, the, in Dubai, yeah. and East Africa becomes yeah. more attractive, and Ethiopia and Addis becomes a better hub to get into exactly. Africa mm. than, than Johannesburg is because you've got to come all the way down, down here before you go all the way back up to all these lovely African mm. destinations, you know. But I think um, that Mango did show, Peter, Mango did show that um, you, can run, you can run an airline, a domestic airline yeah. profitably. Yeah, um, I always remember Kaya used to complain about the cost of pilots and who were terribly and spoiled. That and that in fact is one of the key issues yeah. because SAA have these the really, and there's one area, place I can agree with Judy Mieni, and that is that the pilots do have incredibly good conditions of service and yeah. that they are crippling part of, part of what is crippling the many airline. Them, so the Mango doesn't have overseas. to pay those. No. Mango doesn't have to pay those. those but that's those why contracts. it's impossible to merge them. Exactly. That's Bec why you can't merge the them. Yeah. But um, it does show there are, there are ways that you can um, run a domestic airline profitably. Does the, does the political will exist, do you think, to shut it down? I mean, would they Right now it does, not to shut it down, but to, uh, to partly privatize it. Mm -hmm. uh, first, you need to, to, uh, to, to merge, because you don't need SAA, Mango, and SA Express, all of them at once. So, so SA Express has no reason to exist. In, again, the biggest problem there is the shareholder. Mm -hmm. If you get good managers to run the airlines and do what they should do, get the, 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 the politicians out of it, that's where the problem is, that's where all the corruption comes from. Uh, th there is right now on the table uh, the option that Pravin worked on before he was fired as finance yeah. minister, which is to sell a stake to private holders and then they would run the, the, the airline. There is now that will because uh, the alternative is that... It's too ghastly to contemplate. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, the is, 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 is a pretty good outfit still, I believe. It I was mean. for a very long yeah. time the biggest technical... Yeah. Uh, uh, airline maintenance company in yeah. Africa and yeah. it had all the skills again we, we got to do Mieni and the other tenderpreneurs on yeah. there and it all went haywire yeah, yeah. so um, some hope some hope perhaps uh, that SAA gets uh, um, uh, resolved sensibly very quickly I don't understand the mining charter and why um, the new minerals minister Gwede wants to overturn the court ruling which which says that you can, you know, you can only be empowered once. What do you think of it? I mean, what's... I look, could I come in here? Because, sure. I, I mean, I think that there has been a, a misconception about what, in fact, he is appealing. Ah. So he's not appealing the once empowered, always empowered ah, okay. principle, which applied in Charter 1. Yeah. He's appealing the fact that the judgment also said that the law only allowed for Charter 1. And it never made any allowance for Charter 2 and Charter 3. So therefore, Charter 2 and Charter 3 are to have no basis in law. And that is what he's appealing. Because if, they, if, if he cannot establish the legal basis for Charter 3, which yeah. is what they're negotiating now, then there's no Charter 3. So right. and and I mean just is the Chamber of Mines opposing him? 
No, no, no. They're so not opposing it's all him. No. fairly the chamber friendly. Chamber minds are not opposing him. They, yeah. they, they also want. They realise we, we. This is yeah. where we at. Mining chart is part of the territory, yeah. Yeah. and so no, they're not challenging him. Um, they're not. I mean, I was at a, at a at a at a at a dinner the other night with a lot of businessmen, and the feeling, you know, uh, the positivity towards Ramaphosa was uh, amazing, and a lot of them were miners as well. So perhaps that'll get uh, that'll yeah, get resolved. Yeah, I mean that doesn't rationally. mean that it means that the, the once empowered always empowered. Um, doesn't apply to Charter One, but it doesn't mean that it won't apply in the future. That's a separate we'll, debate. We'll, we'll learn more <laughs> as things go along. But thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back again next week.